Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Walk me through what happened that brought Curtis Smith, Eddie, to this place. Woo! Well, that's a long answer, what brought Curtis Smith to this place. I am saying that my client is not only innocent, that this guy is a hero, that he saved Mr. Murdoch's life, unquestionably saved his life. And then nine days later, he got arrested without a lawyer and gave statements. We're following a developing story, this one out of Colleton County. It's 4147 Moselle Road. I've been up to it now. It's bad. Double homicide involving a mother and son. Both deaths resulting from apparent gunshot wounds. In this town, nobody questioned the Murdochs for 100 years. You know, powerful people make powerful enemies. You commit a murder in the 14th Circuit, the odds of you going to death are high. From the studios of WCIV ABC News 4 in Charleston, this is the podcast Unsolved South Carolina. Case file number one, the Murdochs. Tell me your name and tell me how you like people to talk. Uh, my name's Curtis Edward Smith. Uh, everybody else called me Eddie. I was born in, Bar- in Beaufort, you know, Paris Island, along with both my brothers. Eddie was born in the Low Country and into a military life. I had six years in the National Guard, but I don't. I don't claim anything veterans that people need a whole lot worse than I do. Where were you before that? Uh, I actually live in Colony County, in Walterboro. Uh, been there for, I uh, moved back here in 1984. This Eddie is lighthearted. Yeah, cut all my hair off. <laughs> you did? Was it really long? He's chosen a purple button down and gray leather cowboy boots for the cameras. He's with his lawyer. My name is Johnny McCoy. I'm an attorney at the Floyd Law Firm in Surfside Beach, South Carolina. And tell me who you're representing. I represent Curtis Smith, proudly. Eddie says his daughter was the one who found McCoy up in Myrtle Beach. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know where to turn to. And thankful my daughter uh, is caring and loving as she is and her worrying about me. So she started talking to some friends and one thing comes to another and I'm on the phone with this man. That's just how it happened. His lawyer, McCoy, he won a big case in 2020 for a Myrtle Beach man who was left paralyzed after being shot during a drug raid five years earlier. According to reports, McCoy settled that client's civil case against the city of Myrtle Beach and others for more than $11 million. McCoy's newest client, Eddie, shakes my hand. (laughs) He tells me laughter is getting him through this ordeal. But still, Eddie's sweating under these TV lights, despite a decidedly cooler turn in the weather. 
Eddie says he suffers from hyperhidrosis. Now, that's actually a medical condition that I'm vaguely familiar with. It just really means you sweat a lot more than other people. Maybe it's also a little social anxiety. I ask him, among other questions, is he really a Murdoch? He represented you. So are you, are you were you related? Are you no, related? Don't answer, to, don't answer that. Okay. Um, talk to me. His about... attorney shuts me down. Why? I consider him one of my best friends. He's like a brother to me. Bet don't even cover it. Now, it's the first time Eddie has sat down to face TV cameras. We were set up in an undisclosed location, far from Hampton, South Carolina. Everyone I was working with that day, well, we were worried about the paparazzi and nosy neighbors. Hold on one second. There's people. It's that time of night. <laughs> Oh, that's sweet. Okay. We do have to stop a few times as curious dog walkers pass by with cell phones raised. I have to say, it's a very different Eddie than the one I saw at his bond hearing just a few days earlier. (laughs) Why was Eddie arrested? Here's what we could piece together. Eddie's involvement started or fell apart over Labor Day weekend. And we've seen a steady flow of traffic. People come into the beach people leaving and it's still pretty busy right now if you take a Alec Murdoch leaves Hampton County Saturday and heads to Charleston via Old Sakahachi Road it's outside Varnville South Carolina he's driving his late wife's Mercedes-Benz it's about 1:30 in the afternoon Hampton County 911 where is your emergency yes um we're on Sakahatchee Road, and there is a man on the side of the road with blood all over him, and he's waving his hands. He's just laying there waving his hands around? Fine. He looks fine, but it kind of looks like a setup. Now, mind you, this is three months after Alec Murdoch's wife, Maggie, and son, Paul, are murdered at his rural hunting lodge in Carlton County. There's still no suspects, no idea who did this, but the state's law enforcement insists the public is not in danger. And then another 911 call comes in from Alec Murdoch himself. What's going on? I stopped, I got a flat tire mm-hmm. and I stopped and somebody stopped to help me. And when I turned my back, they tried to shoot me. Oh, okay. Were you shot? Yes. In this call, he describes who shot him. And can you give me a description of the person that shot you or shot at you? Yes, ma'am. I mean, it was a a, a white fella. Uh, I'd say a white male, a fair amount younger than me. Uh, really, really short hair. And he tells nine one one where he got shot. Okay, wait. You need EMS. Uh, well, I mean, yes. I I can't drive. Okay, and I'm bleeding a lot. Where part of your body? Uh, I'm not sure. Somewhere on my head. Your head? Well, tonight we are following a developing story out of Hampton County. According to his lawyer, Alex Murdaugh has been shot in the head. His lawyer telling us earlier today Murdaugh was changing a tire when a motorist drove past him, then turned around and opened fire. We're told he's been airlifted to MUSC and that he is currently conscious and breathing. Now, those details come initially from Jim Griffin. He's an attorney for Alec. But it turns out Alec was not taken to a Charleston hospital. 
Instead, he was flown to Memorial Health in Savannah. And that's not the only part of the original story that turns out to be screwed up. We'll have more on that in just a bit. Amazingly, by Monday, September 6, Alex says he's leaving the hospital two days after he was shot in the head. Not only is he leaving the hospital, Alec Murdoch is headed to rehab. His representatives send this statement out to all of the media. He issued a statement today saying, The murders of my wife and son have caused an incredibly difficult time in my life. I've made a lot of decisions that I truly regret. I'm resigning from my law firm and entering rehab after a long battle that has been exacerbated by these murders. I'm immensely sorry to everyone I've hurt, including my family, friends, and colleagues. I ask for prayers as I rehabilitate myself and my relationships. Fast and furious, another layer to the chaos is revealed. Hours later, Murdoch's law firm releases its own statement. Partners say Alex stole money from the business. They've hired a forensic accounting firm to check the firm's books. It's revealed the firm confronted Alec about this and forced him to resign on Friday, September 3rd. Now, to be clear, this is the day before Alec was allegedly shot. Remember Alec's brother, Randy? We heard from him talking about what happened the night Paul and Maggie were murdered. In this statement, it's firm first over family. He said, in part, I was shocked just as the rest of my PMPED family to learn of my brother Alec's drug addiction and stealing of money. I love my law firm family and also love Alec as my brother. While I will support him in his recovery, I do not support, condone, or excuse his conduct in stealing by manipulating his most trusted relationships. The state's law enforcement division called SLED pays a visit to Alec in rehab. That's when Alec's story of the Labor Day shooting is, well, it's revised. Alec first told authorities he'd had a flat tire. A stranger stopped, pretending to check on him, then opened fire. But it was no stranger. Authorities say 61-year-old Curtis Edward Smith is known to the embattled attorney and conspired to help Murdoch commit suicide for insurance money. Curtis Eddie Smith, the one that's sitting in front of me. Based on these allegations from Alec, SLED agents arrest Eddie in connection to Alec's roadside shooting. Eddie is charged with assisted suicide, assault and battery of a high aggravated nature, pointing and presenting a firearm, and two charges related to insurance fraud. According to a police affidavit, Murdoch admitted to investigators the plan was for Mr. Smith to murder him on September 4th, leaving his son Buster to collect a life insurance policy valued at approximately $10 million. Mr. Murdoch provided Mr. Smith with a firearm and directed Mr. Smith to shoot him in the head. Smith later allegedly confessed to disposing of the weapon. Eddie's lawyer says that's not what happened. He gets a phone call from a guy who calls him all the time, and when he asks for one thing, he knows, he knows that he needs to show up. Bring your work truck, bring your tools. We all have friends like, hey man, come over to my house, bring your work truck, bring your tools, and you show up. If Murdoch calls you to bring your work truck and your tools, you show up. And then when he shows up, just like he said, Murdoch is, you know, he's going ballistic. And out comes a gun, says McCoy. He grabs the gun, he's wrestling it away. These guys, these two big guys, I mean, they're big dudes, they're struggling over this gun, okay? And, and during the struggle, the gun went off, and when it went off, he was able to jar it loose from Alex. What the hell's wrong with, you know, whatever it was, what the hell's wrong with you, blah, blah, blah. They spoke before he left. They spoke before he left. 
When I see Eddie for the first time is 10 days since the Labor Day shooting. He's in the Colleton County Detention Center in Walterboro, South Carolina. He's being held here on drug charges, distribution of meth, and simple possession of marijuana. His more serious charges related to Alex's shooting, well, they're waiting for him at his next bond hearing tomorrow in Hampton County. I'll be there, too. I've been to this jail in Walterboro before on other cases. It's a relatively small, white, concrete structure with barbed wire around it. You can see the cell windows from outside. The judge usually has her detention hearings in a tiny room just inside the jail. But thanks to COVID, our situation has changed. Two other local news crews from Charleston, my photographer Jason and I, are crammed into another holding room right next to the judge's room. We have a TV monitor that's seriously 12 by 12 inches. We stare at it, hoping the data technology will work. I'll post a photo to our page because you have to see this room to believe it. Slide over just a little bit to your left. There you go. We're waiting for a glimpse of Eddie, the man who's now accused of shooting Alec. Hi, Mrs. Smith, if you'll come closer to the camera, sir. First, the judge in her black robes, she pops up on the screen. Then we see Eddie. And to be honest, this 61-year-old Eddie, he's looking his age. He's got a beige-colored jumpsuit on. He's unshaven, and his shock of blonde hair is sticking up in all of the wrong places. The judge reads his bond. You'll be transferred to Hampton County. When you get there, the Hampton County officials will talk to you, okay? And after the hearing... We all wait for an hour and a half or so in the broiling sun in Walterboro for the Hampton County Sheriff's deputies to come and collect Eddie for his next appointment. I take out my phone hoping to catch any of this handoff. The deputies drive up in a car barely recognizable as a cop car. The letters of the Hampton County Sheriff's office are faded out almost completely on the side. The deputies take him out through an old sally port, and there's enough holes through that green privacy screen. We can see a little bit of the action as they take him away in handcuffs. They load Eddie up for a 28-mile journey to the Hampton Jail for part two of his charges. It's also where his more infamous alleged co-conspirator, Alec Murdoch, will be arraigned soon as well. I think it's comfortable, but I should be able to see him. But before I leave Walterboro, Jason and I head over to the Colleton County Courthouse to pull up an old case. Eddie knows Alec Murdoch. Alec represented him twice in court, once in 2013 for a traffic ticket, but the other was exactly what the Murdoch family firm was famous for, personal injury. Had to have three deer screws moved back and got rods and screws in every place of them. It's not fun. In 2007, Curtis Smith says he came to the Murdochs for help after he said he was injured on the job. Talk to me about what you've done for a living. What do you do for a living? Talk to me a little bit about that. What do you do for a living, Eddie? Well, I was a logger for better than 25 years, I reckon, worked logger woods. Eddie sued American Forest Management in Colleton County Court after he says he jumped over a ditch and fell, injuring his spine and his knee. Because of the accident, I'm 100% disabled. Uh, I couldn't get hired anywhere. I'll think I'll Walmart probably wouldn't hire me right now with my back injuries. Eddie testified in that case that he was taking Oxycontin for pain after the accident. Talk to me about the pain. Oh, uh, it's, it's an everyday thing. I mean, it's... Every day, 
I know it's there all day long. These days, Eddie says he keeps busy with odd jobs. I just piddle around the house mainly. People need a little bit of work done, they come by and see me. And according to Eddie's lawyer, that's just what happened on Old Sakahachi Road on September 4th. When Alec Murdoch called, Eddie Smith showed up. What brought Curtis Smith to this place um, is a uh, is a, uh, a friend, somebody who he considered a close friend that um, you know he would have done anything for. And that's the people in Hampton County. That's the people who know the Murdoch's and the people connected to the Murdoch's. They know. When they call for a favor, they call because you, they need you to work on a truck or whatever, you show up. You know what I mean? And the pieces of the puzzle, well, it's getting clearer, right? We now know that Alec himself admitted that he battles an addiction to opioids. It came out after his alleged botched suicide plot, and here's how his attorneys couched it. They said, for the last 20 years, there have been many people feeding his addiction to opioids. During that time, these individuals took advantage of his addiction and his ability to pay substantial funds for illegal drugs. One of those individuals took advantage of his mental illness and agreed to take Alex's life by shooting him in the head. Is Alex somebody that you cared about? Yeah, I say he's like a brother to me. Had I done anything in the world for him? Almost anyway. It just, it's, it's crushing to know that evidently I mean nothing to nobody, especially him. Eddie tells me he feels betrayed. I feel like I've been betrayed. I don't know if that's even a good word for it. You feel betrayed? Yeah, shit. But that may not be the only connection. When I asked Eddie earlier, are you related no, don't to, answer, oh, don't answer that. okay. I did it knowing this. There's another Murdoch name intertwined with Eddie and Alec. John and Emmeline Murdoch Smith are the parents of Curtis Eddie Smith, according to Eddie's own brother's 2015 obituary. In other interviews, Eddie claims he and Alec are distant cousins. And now, Eddie and Alec are in the same jail in Hampton County, at the same time, arrested, basically, for the same crime, charged with trying to kill Alec. Alec is facing three charges in this case, two involving insurance fraud and one for falsifying a police report by reporting his shooting. As Alec walks into the courtroom, he chats with the bailiff and other detention officers, folks he seems to know in his previous role as attorney. While his lawyer, Mr. Harputlian, makes his case, uh, Your Honor, um, Alec Murdoch spent his... Alec's knee jumps up and down nervously. Uh, his passport to sweat. I brought it here today. His passport, like a peace offering, sits on the table in front of the judge, and his supposed gunshot wound is absolutely not visible from the alleged shooting. Ask anyone who watched that footage that day. It is just not there. Thank you, Your Honor. I have been here on both sides. Despite this, the medical records from Memorial Health in Savannah clearly state Alec is not lying about being shot. Records show Alec was shot in the upper left side of his head, blood on the brain with a skull fracture. He also had a positive drug screen for opioids and barbiturates. But it appears Alec's hidden injury from opioid addiction, that's what almost killed him. Those medical records show he was, had, he was positive for opiates and barbiturates on the night uh, that he was taken to Savannah Hospital. He has a long-term Oxycontin opiate addiction, which, which drove him, well, I don't know drove him, but uh, it, it put him in a position where he did these stupid, 
illegal things. So why did Alec come clean after nine days in rehab about this whole story? Mr. Harputlian and Alec's hearing, he tells the judge. And the way these charges came about is that Mr. Griffin and I visited him at the detox facility on Monday of this week. He indicated he wanted to tell the truth. And I think Swade will affirm that they were expecting to show up down there and show him a lineup. They were investigating a drive-by shooting. When he and we decided he should call Swade, we asked him to record the conversation, in which he detailed every element of what he is charged with today. Total cooperation. Gave him the name, told him about the gun, told him about the knife, um, and we believe uh, was totally uh, honest and forth, forthright with them. But Eddie and his lawyer, they say, Alec just needed an out. How are you feeling right now about the predicament that the situation we're in right now? Tell me how you're feeling. Nothing about the facts, just physically and mentally. How are you I feel that little bitty flake of snow that starts down that hill. It just keeps bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm that little flake of snow stuck in the middle of it. That's how I feel. Do you see the truth out there? Do you, do you see the truth coming forward in this case? I hope that when it's all said and done, that everybody will wind up being exactly what they're supposed to be. I mean, yeah. it's that simple. But that's the problem with this story. People are not where they're supposed to be. It looked like it was more staged, like possibly the body had been placed in the roadway. Unsolved South Carolina was brought to you by me, Ann Emerson along with producer Drew Trupp and editor Daniel Michener. Original music by Maxwell Harrison. Coming up next week, a discovery during the course of Paul and Maggie Murdoch's double murder investigation leads Sled back to Stephen Smith's death in 2015. I know that the, the Murdochs are, are highfalutin' around Hampton, and, you know, some people say have a, have a lot of power or whatever, but... Um, uh, th that name doesn't mean anything to me. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.